everybody, and welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. In this episode, I want to explore the topic of headspace. The term headspace has many possible definitions. In this case, I'm referring to a separation in your mind. Separation in your mind by your intent as a creative from all the other gunk. Let me give you an example. How many times have you viewed an image or a clip and heard the creator speak in great detail about their exposure settings, the brand of gear used, the post-processing techniques, the plugins, the preset, and stuff like that there? Now, by the same consideration, how many times have you heard the same creative talk about how they were feeling, what they were seeing? And what their intent and their goal was in creating that image or film. If your experience is anything like mine, you've heard lots of the first and very little of the second. And that, my friends, is indicative of a real problem with the approach to art. I expect I'm going to annoy some people with my next statement. I can live with that. Everything that comes up in a tech discussion has only minor value because all that stuff applies only to that one image or clip. Knowing that information does not allow anyone else to use the same process for anything else, although goodness knows there are lots of people who think that it does, and then blame the tech when their perfect replication of someone else's settings for a completely different image or movie fails to make that image or movie successful. Oh, please, tell me what your aperture was and your shutter speed and your ISO, or tell me what your frame rate was. It doesn't matter. The tech doesn't matter because it only applies to the single image or the recording. And the sooner that all of us forget about that crap, the better for all. The only thing that matters is that feeling discussion, because this helps to inform the viewer of the state of mind of the creator when the work was being created and finished. And we want to make sure that that stuff is there from the beginning. Any work that's going to stand the test of time requires intent and a goal and some form of emotional commotion. Without these things, it's just a photocopy. It's not art. It's annoying. If you've ever found yourself with content that you've made that has no impact on you, odds are superb that it's missing one or all of these things. Now, if all you require is a memory jog, like I want to remember a particular time, snap a picture or a quick clip with a smartphone and move on. A memory is not intent. It's not a tangible long-term goal. And while the memory may have emotion, it only has it for you. So without intent, without goal, and without fundamental emotion, the picture or the clip's shelf life is going to be minutes at best. I'm not saying that you should not make work for your own pleasure. In fact, I don't think you should make work for any reason other than your own pleasure. However, if you want other people to gain the benefit, to be able to enjoy the success of work that you create, you got to think about your intent, your goal, and the emotional commotions. Give you another example. Musicians are artists, just like us. 
and I was recently party to a conversation discussing the concept of headspace in the context of being a musician. The point being made in the conversation is that there is a ton of tech available to the musician, but that focusing on the tech and not the vision resulted in repetitive and tedious pap. It struck me immediately that this is the same as for photographers and videographers. Now, I don't know if you know the work of Miles Davis. I don't know if you know it and like the work of Miles Davis. But one thing that I can say is true about the work of Miles Davis as an example is that there is intent. He has a goal. He doesn't tell you what it is. It's in his mind. And there's absolutely emotion in his playing. And I think that can be true for a lot of musicians. By the way, that's true for us as visual creatives as well. As a guitarist, I could spend myself into oblivion trying to find the perfect tone in an overdrive pedal. There are literally thousands of overdrives. They all come from the same place, although their path to their end will vary. I've probably played through hundreds of different overdrives, and the ones that I like, and that work with many different guitars and different amps to suit my desired outcome, remains a very, very short list. Yet, as I work through finding the right overdrive for me, I have to honestly ask the question whether this effort positively impacted my vision. The reality is, no, it didn't. As a recording engineer and producer of music of distinctly amateur capability, I could easily go bankrupt on plugins to use in the digital studio. But none of them, no matter how much I spend or where they come from, will make tedious and emotionless music more satisfying. Without the creative vision, they're just notes on a page, or a waveform in a file, or a number in a MIDI sequence. They're tech, perhaps useful tech. But the tech is only useful if it's used to enhance the vision. And the same things apply to us as visual creatives. The plugin that you use does not make a boring image not boring. Oh, I applied Color Effects Pro. Yeah, that didn't make the image better, it made it different. That might garner two to three whole seconds more attention, but it doesn't change the character of the deliverable of the image. A video that's shot without intent and emotion will be the same no matter what effects and corrections you apply. It's still going to be unmemorable. It might barely qualify for B-roll on a really good day, but it's not anything anyone's going to want to watch, including yourself, for any period of time. In addition to plugins, we also think about this in the context of gear. There was a recent very well-intentioned thread on Kelby One about the best lenses to use. First, such a contemplation is entirely someone's opinion, and if your use cases and your vision are different, the entire idea is pointless and stupid. So fundamentally, I think the whole idea is pointless and stupid. Whether one shoots portraits with a 105mm lens or an 85mm lens is a complete waste of time if that resulting portrait has no life and does not tell the story of the subject. Lots of folks think that a good headshot is just a matter of technical prowess and gear, and this is such utter bullshit one should be able to sell it as high-intensity fertilizer. 
If you, as the creative, cannot tell the story of your subject in a single headshot, all the gear in the world will not make the image better. There's a reason why a guy like Peter Hurley gets paid so darn much to do headshots, and none of it is related to his gear or his retouching or whatever plugins he uses, if any. Gear is a tool, but in the long term, it's just a tool, and it will not make bad work better. It's absolutely worthwhile learning to use your tools, but set that as tool learning. Don't expect that you're creating art because you're learning to use tools. And when you've got a tool, why not consider if you've exhausted its capability before buying more? Take a look at your computer and see how many tools for photography you have, and then honestly, quietly, by yourself, ask you of all of them, how many of them are you expert in? And if you can't say, yeah, I feel pretty expert in at least one, you've got to ask yourself, why do I have so many? A new plugin will not do anything to make a tedious image or a lackluster clip better. Tech must always follow vision. Yet so many folks have it backwards. They think that tech makes vision. Uh, it's a delusion. It doesn't. And it doesn't work, no matter how much we lie to ourselves that it does. Thus, I have a challenge to everyone listening. Shoot for two weeks, at least three times a week, without thinking about the tech at all. Focus solely on your intent, your goal, and the emotional commotion of the image or clip that you're making. I'm not going to lie to you. This is massively hard work. Because most people don't think about this stuff at all, or if they do, it's way after the fact. Whether or not you are set up to get the shot of the hummingbird is irrelevant. What matters is if your clip or image tells the story of the hummingbird. Are the eyes sharp and looking somewhere that the viewer can see and understand? Is there context for why the hummingbird is present? Is there a story that the viewer can infer or write for him or herself about what is in the image or clip? If the answer to any of these is no, you might have a pretty picture or a nice short movie, but it's got no legs and it has no memory. Rather than accepting a generic image or clip and thinking, I can make this better in post, or I can change the sky, or I can change the color, or I can flip this to black and white, Put your vision first before you squeeze the shutter or activate the recording. The challenge I'm giving you is to shoot with intent, with the goal in mind and deliverable before the shutter or the video trigger gets pressed. I'll tell you up front, you're going to bring home less work. You may find that you could have gone out and you'll bring home no work at all. For a lot of us, that feels like failure. In fact, it's a sign of real success. It means that you are following your mental guide. You didn't see, you didn't feel, there was no emotion, so you didn't just press shutter or fire video for the sake of capturing something that is irrelevant onto a memory card that neither you nor anyone else is going to care about. Oh, you went out and you brought home nothing. That's not only okay, it demonstrates to you your commitment to the development of yourself 
as an artist. Do you have an idea for an article, tutorial, video, or podcast? Do you have an imaging question unrelated to this particular piece of work? Send me an email directly at ross at thephotovideoguide.ca or make a post in the comments on the website. When you do email your questions on any imaging topic, I'll try to respond within a day. If you happen to shop with B&H Photo Video, please consider doing so through the link on thephotovideoguide.ca as this helps support my efforts and has no negative impact whatsoever on your shopping experience. If you find the podcast, videos, or articles of value, please consider clicking the donation tab in the sidebar of the website and buy me a coffee. Your donation goes to help me th keep things going here. I'm Ross Chevalier. Thanks for reading, watching, and listening. And until next time, peace.